She was always nasty. But she was even worse if you did something she didn't like, which is why I'd gone to the dungeon in the first place. The feeble light from her flickering candles would have to do. I'd been looking for a cure for the family curse for over a year. My aunt had been its most recent victim, and if I didn't do something about it before my sixteenth birthday, I might fall prey to it as well. Like our magical abilities, the curse had been passed down from generation to generation. It had started when my long-ago ancestor Hazel, the first green witch, had given out everlasting bouquets at her sixteenth birthday party and hadn't brought enough for everyone. A disappointed fairy had cursed her, saying that if Hazel ever touched another flower, she'd lose her beauty as well as her sweet disposition. Unfortunately, the spell hadn't ended with Hazel, who had died centuries before I was born. Women in my family learned to stay away from flowers, with life-altering consequences if they didn't. They not only became ugly to look at, they turned so nasty that hardly anyone could stand them. I finished reading another parchment and sighed. One more collection of useless spells for turning sow's ears into silk purses and lead into gold. The last spell, so long and involved that it had almost put me to sleep, had explained how to make mountains out of molehills. Almost finished, Emma, said a high-pitched voice. My friend, a bat named Lil, peered at me from the ceiling where she hung upside down. It shouldn't be long now, I told her. Rolling the parchment into a tube, I set it beside the others that I'd already studied. I was reaching for the last two when I heard scratching at the door. Grisina's back, I said, pulling my hand away. My magic had improved remarkably since the day I had learned that I had the talent. Not only had I become a dragon friend, but I'd also become the green witch after Grisina lost the title. I could do a lot of things that I would once have considered impossible. Now I knew who was standing on the other side of a door without opening it. This was particularly handy when I was trying to avoid talking to my mother. The scratching came again. Why would Christina scratch the door? Lil asked. Good question. I reached for the latch and had opened the heavy wooden door only a few inches when it smacked into me, and an enormous lizard bounded across the threshold. At least seven feet long, the stocky creature's body seemed to fill the room. It raised its head to hiss at Lil, but didn't pay any attention to me. Lil shrieked and flew to the ceiling, trying to hide in the cracks between the stones. The lizard cackled, and its edges grew fuzzy. Then suddenly, my aunt was standing in its place. Why are you still here? She asked me. I thought you were almost finished. I would have finished days ago if you had more light. There's enough light in here to do my spells, but if it stops your whining, I'll give you your rotten witch's lights. Anything to get rid of you sooner. With a wave of her hand and a few muffled words, Grisina sent a flurry of small globes bouncing against the ceiling. Instead of the rosy glow her witch's lights had made before she changed, 
these cast a sickly shade of green, making us look mortally ill. A fuzzy little animal with a stubby tail and tiny ears scurried across the table. The creature squeaked as it ran off the edge and fell to the floor, where it lay on its back, twitching. Although it was about the size of a mouse, it didn't look like any I'd ever seen. What is that? I asked my aunt. A hamster, she said. I saw them on my travels once. It used to be a spider, but hamsters have more meat on them. Being a lizard makes you hungry. That's disgusting, I exclaimed. Do you really think so? Brasina asked, her eyes brightening. I looked up when one of the witch's lights went out. An ugly brown fog smelling of rotting vegetables was smothering the lights one by one. Brasina darted across the room to a barrel and rolled it to the center of the floor. The fog had almost reached the last witch's light when she muttered a few words and the barrel began to shake. Hissing like an angry snake, the barrel swelled as it sucked the fog through a small opening in its side. When the last wisp had disappeared, Brasina rammed a plug into the hole and rubbed her hands together. Good, she said. I could use more of that. What do you need it for? This, she said, stomping to her workbench and uncovering a bowl filled with lavender dust. I distill the fog and collect the residue. What does it do? I asked. None of your business, she said, slamming the cover back on the bowl. You're too nosy for your own good. I think you'd better leave. I'm sick of seeing your face around here. I'm not finished yet. I have two more parchments. Here, take them, she said, snatching the parchments off the table and tossing them to the floor. And don't come back. Lil fluttered from her hiding place in the ceiling while I picked up the parchments. We'd hardly crossed the threshold before the door slammed shut behind us. At least you got the parchments, said Lil, landing on my shoulder. I thought she didn't want them to leave her workshop. That's what she said when I first asked to see them. It's the only reason I didn't take them upstairs before this. Unfortunately, these probably won't be any more helpful than the others. I guess I'm going to have to look somewhere else. Where else can you look? That's a good question, I said. My 16th birthday is next week, and I have to find a counter curse before then. Father has scheduled his tournament to start the day before. He says it's to celebrate my birthday, but I think that's just an excuse. He's invited Edric's parents and half of their kingdom, so I think he's hoping to impress my potential in-laws before any marriage contract is signed. Lil looked puzzled. Why do you have to find the counter-curse before your birthday? Because the curse could change me any time after I turn 16. If that happens, there won't be a green witch to protect the safety of Greater Greensward. At least Grisina had me to take her place, but I don't know anyone who could take mine. There you are, my mother called as I closed the dungeon door behind me. I can't imagine why you spend so much time in that horrid place. But then you always were peculiar. Hearing my mother's voice, Lil slipped off my shoulder and fluttered toward the darker recesses of the corridor. 
I couldn't blame her for being afraid of my mother. I was visiting Gracina's workroom, I said, hoping to distract my mother from the fleeing bat. Mother looked as if she'd swallowed something bitter. Since the curse had taken effect, she'd avoided my aunt as much as she did my grandmother. I nodded to my mother's lady-in-waiting, who was hovering close enough to hear her name called, but far enough away to appear discreet. Your Highness, she replied, curtsying lower than she used to before I was the green witch. Being a princess hadn't meant nearly as much as being the most powerful witch in the kingdom, and now I received a lot more respect than I ever had before. Cradling the parchments in my arms, I joined my mother as she entered the great hall. I told you, I said. I'm looking for a cure for the family curse. Grisina has been letting me look through her books and parchments. Have you found anything? Not yet. I'm not surprised. If all the witches before you weren't able to come up with a cure, what makes you think you can? Don't get an inflated opinion of yourself, miss, just because you're the green witch. I won't, mother. I certainly wouldn't with her around. I just think that they might not have looked hard enough or in the right places. More likely there's nothing to find. You're wasting your time when you should be seeing to your new gowns. You'll be meeting Prince Edric's parents next week when they come for the tournament, and I want you looking your best. Although there isn't much we can do with someone as tall and gangly as you. The seamstress will need all the time she can get to make you presentable, so I want you to go see her now. What I'm doing is very important. Getting married is very important. And if you don't make a good impression on your...